Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to another episode of Adventures into Reality. Our My co-host Kathy Ma is unable to be here today. She has had a, a death in the family and is in the process of mourning. So I'd like everyone to take a moment aside and give some uh, blessings to Kathy and the tribe of troubles as her father-in-law has passed on. Thank you very much. So the next thing is I'm going to remind everyone, if you are trying to call into the show, you cannot call in before the show starts. You must wait until the show starts to call. If you are trying to call in and you are not getting answered, please stop calling in. Wait till the next caller. We have 300, 400, or 500 callers trying to call in and everyone redialing all at the same exact time. If you are using Skype and have not accepted the Skype contact request, you will not get into the show. My producer is doing the best she can do to answer the large call volumes that are trying to come in. So please be respectful. If you are not familiar with Skype, do not know how to use it, please use the call-in number. We want to remind everyone you must wait one full month before you call in again. There are that many people trying to call in. So I'm going to start with my first caller as soon as Laura Lee gets everything up and running because... We have had one heck of an of a equinox that's gone by that has just been torturous for some people and fully enlightening for others. There is a, a huge volume of energy that's beginning to move into our world, and we must become aware of what's going on. This last challenge that has come from the equinox is about the true frequencies of balance. For those of us that are on the highest of our expression, we must be aware of the lowest on their expression. For we are now limiting ourselves by not taking the awareness of others who are in their lowest frequency position, who need a hand from our brothers and sisters to raise them out of their own system of despair. It is the nature of human frequency to help others, but it is in a current nature where many do not want to help others because they are in a victim, tyrant, tyrant, victim process. We must get beyond these labels of victims and tyrants. We must go into a whole new level of self-expression that includes our brothers and sisters, our mothers and fathers and ancestors. My first caller, 305, your name and where you're calling from? Max from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Max from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Very good. How did you find out about me? Um... I was on the internet one time and I was looking up, um, I was looking up past life regression. I was looking into like Palladium messages online and somehow you popped up and then I, I just clicked on you and I started listening Since So what then about I've been the, hooked. So what about the material has prompted you to, to call in today? Well, I've been listening to you for, I say since last year, October, November. Mm-hmm. And um, I know just the knowledge, you know, kind of it kind of resonates well with me. You know, I kind of I want to, you know, do something. I want to help people. Mm-hmm. I want to, you know, find out what my mission is. Sometimes I, I think like I'm an, an outcast in my family. I, I look at them and I'm like, I'm not, you know, I don't think like them. You know, I don't act like them. It's just, you know, I feel different. 
Mm-hmm. I'm calling in to find out, like, maybe you could help me and what level of direct me in a certain way. Yeah, what level of different are you? All right, so what year were you born? 1978. Okay. Just one second, let me tune into you. All right, so your your level of different is is interesting. Let me give it the English terminology. So before you were born on Earth, you were living in the Vegan star system. That's V-E-G-A, Vega. Um, and this world is an ephemeral world. They don't need physical bodies there. They're all light bodies. They've already gone beyond the need for physical body experience. So you incarnated as a, veg- a vegan, did two and a half million years there. You left the vegan star system and then essentially descended in density from fifth and sixth density. You descended into fourth density and you became a Pleiadian and a soul frequency. And the whole reason of stepping down your, your whole soul mission and intelligence was to take a step back and pause at the universal process of spiritual locomotion and to see how other worlds were creating different forms of spiritual locomotion. And you arrived at the Pleiadian world and were there at a time where it was beginning to have its first semblance of unity consciousness. That means the species of Pleiadians at that time, which was about 85 billion beings spread on seven worlds, um, just in their local star system. Um, So one planet would be able to, the whole population would have these moments of unity where, you know, part of the planet would be asleep, part of the planet would be awake, but who didn't matter if you were awake or asleep, you were connected into an information field that was still about basic sharing and basic protection. And then from one world, it went to another and to another until the seven major planets in the Pleiades systems became a unity consciousness solar system. And that's why you had stepped down your, your density level to be a part of that, to help other beings raise up. And as they raised up, you moved on and came here to Earth, knowing in the future, many beings from the Pleiadians, the Arcturians, and the Vagans would find themselves here on Earth. And this is where your larger mission of stepping up your soul energy or stepping down your soul energy based off of what was needed in each and every generation that you were incarnating in. In this particular generation, you are on a step up where you aren't just going from third density to fourth. You are going from third density to more than likely sixth density by the time your beginning of your journey is over. Okay. So you have a tremendous amount of, let's just say, golden bricks, paved brick roads paved in front of you, but it'll still be you that has to put on the shoes and walk the path. It'll still be you that has to have the discipline to stay on the path. It'll still be you, this I am being of the now, that has to deal with the trials and tribulations of going from third to fourth to fifth to sixth density on a journey that's about taking to higher frequencies of life and incorporating them into this simple low frequency of life, which is living within the matrix. I see. Now, am I on the right path? I mean, because sometimes I feel like like I'm, I'm stuck. You know? What do you do for uh, a I job? Mean, uh, I don't know if I should say, but I, w- I work for the government. Okay, you work for the government. Are you happy with it? I'm very happy, yes. And before that, I was uh, I was in the military. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, are you I'm able? Very to happy where, where I'm at. Okay. Are you able to separate work from home? Yes. Okay. 
then the next process then then the next process is creating something that has nothing to do with work and home but stills allow work and home to co-function many many people on the spiritual path do not have the ability to separate work from home you are in that advantage of being able to separate this is where spiritual journeying will begin to have more and more meaning to you traveling to different peter you're going to have to mute um so you're going to have to begin to look at spiritual journey, the physical journey from place to place to place, and the spiritual journey that goes within it. One example, one of the super, super high energy places that you should visit is Kauai and Mount Kilauea. You have dozens and dozens of lifetimes where very high volumes of karma can be resolved just by you going and observing the lava flow live, feeling that energy. That's in Hawaii, right? That's Kauai, yes. I have always had, like, uh, um, a drawing to Hawaii where where I wanted, you know, I I wanted to go visit. That's one of the places, either that place or Italy is one of those, one of the places that I really, really want to go visit. Mm -hmm. And it just, it, it draws me. I would recommend that you go to Hawaii first and then begin to plan different journeys because... In Hawaii is where you'll have opportunities to connect to very higher dimensional sources of yourself who've already completed the journey, who've already completed the journey into unity and are waiting to teach you who is going to essentially be a traveler of time, not in the traditional mechanical time sense, but in the spiritual sense where you'll be able to go to an area and sense the change in time and that other beings are outside of time, and some of them might even be yourself, in which you'll be able to do a ceremony in that place, which is your personal, private, internal communication, to discover what your future self or your ancient past self is trying to impress into that area so you can intuit a whole new level of personal inspiration on the journey to creating new forms of life. Okay. Yeah, because I I also have, uh, I don't like, the whole time stuff here. I, 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 I'm always, it's like I seem like I'm always rushing. Um, there's not enough time, you know, hours in a day for daylight to do certain things. You know, I don't like being forced to do certain things based off of time. So I guess, um, I mean, I just don't like it. Well, just no. because you don't like it doesn't mean there isn't anything you can't do about it. And that's one of my main teachings is no time. So when you go yeah. on spiritual journeying, it's no time journeying. So when you, let's just say, all right, you're going to go to Hawaii, the second you get on that plane is your no time journey begins, and the second you get back, does your no time journey end? Only if you want it to. I see. Living in okay. no time is also about detoxifying out from Roman numeral time. Once you're detoxified from the needs of Roman numeral time, you can do actions in Roman numeral time that do not require the exchange of debt or the taking on of more debt of that time. Okay. And that is your okay. separation of densities, taking on the debt of the time and not ta- or not taking it on so you can build up your spiritual reserves and begin to experience a bigger expression of the nature you're asking about what your particular skills are. You're a dreamer. That's what you came in with, the skills. It's to operate on third or sixth density, 
depending on the moment of the day or what was needed within your frequency. You can reach into three dimensions of higher consciousness and pull, form, pull forth source-based answers for the immediate moment of the now. Wow. Okay. So you say my first step should, should I should um, visit Hawaii. Kauai, Mount Kilauea. Kauai. Okay, Mount how do Kilauea. I, like, um, I just go over there and that's it, just like a visitor or? No. The first thing you're going to want to do is look at your tickets, your hotel, all that, etc., and visit. You're going to want to visit as many places as you can while you're there. But Kilauea, the, particularly the volcano, is where you would want to, let's say, find a public park, you know, a place that's got a bench where you can sit down and have some form of privacy and just start observing that mountain and write down in your little your notebook of what it feels like when you're there. Because when you begin to dream on that island is where you're beginning to have your dreaming experience, the, the bigger layer of the experience of what has drawn you there, drawn you long before okay. you spoke to me. Okay. Okay, okay. Okay. I and definitely then, I definitely will will will, will look into to going. Okay. Definitely. So one more thing that you, you, you're gonna wanna consider on your journey is learning spiritual healing techniques. As a person that's a spiritual journey, sometimes you get into spiritual car accidents. That happens. Yeah. And you I thought I had a past life regression um about a year ago. That's when I started really getting into all all the spirituality stuff, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I even thought about maybe, maybe even doing, you know, learning the whole process and, and doing that. I would highly recommend that. Anything that's a healing skill is going to so much repay you many thousandfold. Okay. On okay. your journey. I do have, I do have a... a Another question. Um, it, it relates to my my daughter's mother. I mean, mm-hmm. we've had a very rough relationship from the beginning until even present moment. It's like constantly arguing, fighting, and then it's calm. And you know, me and her have been separated for the past four years. Where we haven't been together for the past four years, mm-hmm. but she cannot leave me alone and I don't know what kind of contract we have together um, what it is if there's any contract revocation that I could do so that she could just leave me alone in that sense and that we could just raise our daughter peacefully you know and not have to constantly be back and forth bickering and arguing you can't take bitter out of people I see okay so the, the answer for you, there are plenty of forms of ceremonies that you can do, but it's ultimately going to be you that has to actually put the intent of cutting the cords behind it. And then once your cords are cut, you cut you're going to set the new intention, which is living in a clear frequency of space where bitterness is not the ultimate frequency of expression. So, um, all right, so... Why don't you just repeat after me, and I'm gonna I'll, I'll help you disconnect some of them, and then you'll be able to expand it more on your own. Okay. All right. So I, in this ever present moment, I, in this ever present moment, choose to acknowledge the exchange of energy. Choose to acknowledge the exchange of energy between my ex and myself. Between my ex and myself, 
and how our ch child is raised. And how our child is raised. I bring forth this perspective. I bring forth this perspective. So all energy beings in this spiritual court of equity. For, so all energy beings in spiritual court of equity. Can now understand. Can now understand. That I am asking for an auditor of spirit. That I'm asking for a auditor and of spirit, of spirit, to weigh the exchange of energy, to weigh the exchange of energy, the style of exchange, the style of exchange, and the emotions exchanged, and ex emotion exchange. I now break all contracts, vows, and agreements. I now break all contracts, vows, and agreements. And demand all accounts returned to be returned to zero balance. And demand all accounts be returned to zero balance. So all cords. So all cords. That relate to the child. That relate to the child. Can only be filtered through the spiritual cord of equity. Can only be filtered, filled through the spiritual cord of equity. So all ancestors present. So all ancestors present. I know I no longer choose I no longer choose to exchange reincarnation energy exchange reincarnation energy with my ex with my ex I am an incarnating being of the now I am an incarnating being of the now and with this sovereign choice and with this sovereign choice I make a clear separation of density I make a clear separation of density. I am an incarnating being. I am an incarnating being. Not a reincarnating being. Not a reincarnating being. I will not be led down the path to reincarnation. I will not be led down the path of reincarnation. And so be it. And so be it. Okay. That is the type of frequency you need to create. So it's not okay. about he said, she said. It's about the facts of the energy exchange. Now the next okay, layer okay. of imprint. Now the next layer of imprinting is where you have to get into your heart of hearts, and say what form of relationship do you want? Okay, I cannot yeah, exchange. I already know that. You, you there, there. That's the key. The key to these revocations is the next part is the invoking. It's where you really got to put that poetical heart of the father who wants to have a relationship with the child but cannot have a relationship with the crazy-ass bitter mother. Yeah. Okay. okay. Now, how often do I, do I say these revocations? Because I, I also, I've said the ones that I've read online on your website. I've even mm -hmm. downloaded them. But how often do you, do you read them? Is it well, just once or? No, you're going to have to read them regularly because it's about empowering your reality. It's like a battery. If you do it and, you know, a double-A battery lasts in your remote for, what, six months or a year? Sometimes yeah. one revocation can last 30, 40, 50 days because you put the power of belief behind it. You are I saying, see. I want a clean energy field. You are saying, I'm not a reincarnating being. You are saying, I don't agree to all of the ways the system of domination and control is using us. It puts a border on your extents of your energy that has a big fence that makes it very difficult for other things to impede into your territory. Okay. So if you just put up a sign that says, beware of the dog and the dog never barks, what do you think the system's going to do? I see. I'm going to walk right over you.
Thus, yeah, it is. Out loud of empowerment, yeah. the contract revocation is just that first boundary layer. But you, your spiritual locomotion needs to have dozens of boundary layers. Okay. Yes, I've, I've spoken to her a lot about boundaries, but she tends to like walk break all those over boundaries. Them. Right? Exactly, yeah. walk all over them because she but, believes he's still in domination of you. Yeah, she, that's the way she's thinking, and I told her it doesn't, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't work, work like that, that way. Exactly. Yeah. Bye bye. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Last question, and then I'll, I'll let others uh, okay. um, have an opportunity. Is um, my finances? Um, I've had struggle my whole life with finances, and it's not that I blow money. Um, something always comes up when I have extra cash. Something always comes up that I have to do that I don't want to do, and. It's annoying. <laughs> so, what, is there something I could do, or what? What is it? Is it something I did in one of my past lives, or it has what's going on? With, it has nothing to do with your past lives. It has to do with the reincarnators that have been around your life, holding you back, creating spiritual debt that you had to pay. That ultimately, your money—the money that was supposed to be coming to you—was drained away. It's ultimately understanding who are the positive people in the world and who are the negative nannies in the world. Yeah. You are the okay. only one who can make that separation of densities, and you are the only one who can bring abundance back into your life. You're the only one that can stop your friend from you know, drinking away your money because he wants to buy shots and he's drunk and whatever. You, know, you are the one that no, has to No, I don't do them with the... It's yeah. just a metaphor, though. It's the metaphor. Yeah, okay. It's the metaphor okay. of how easily money can flow out of us. Okay. okay. When money flows away from us and it doesn't stick into our pockets or our wallets, it's because we're not allowing it to be in the moment of the now. So what I would suggest for you to do is to find like a 5 or a $10 bill, something that means a little bit of money to you, and then I want you to wrap it up and stick it in, in, in your pocket or your wallet, and you write stuff on it. This is my abundance bill. I am reserving my spiritual energy and my physical energies so that there is a higher layer of physical abundance within my life. Take true looks at yourself and begin to write a, a, a diary about money itself and abundance itself, where the money keeps going, how the debt kept growing, the decision that you had to make so the debt, the debt would go a little lower, but ultimately went a little higher. It is the system that's got you trapped, but it is the reincarnators who have ultimately led you down the path of lack. Abundance yeah, comes I, from the spirit. I'm, I'm starting to realize more, more and more. Um, that's why I, you know, I, I, I called in and I was like, I need to figure out a, a way or a path that I could just get away, get off, get all the negative energy, negative vibrations off of me and just start on on a positive path where I could grow not only materially but also more importantly spiritually because I have a feeling that, that that will help me more and my family even more than you know, the material things in life. It will. So, it will. And this is where you learning a healing healing technique, whether it's past life regressions or some hands-on healing technique, Will will truly give you what you're just asking for, more spirit, so you, more time. Do I, so I learn or get it done to me? 
Both. Which which one? Both. 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 Okay. Yes. Both. Okay. okay. You've already said you've and already I, done I, you've already done the past life. You said you did it a year ago. The next thing for you is to go and take the course. All right, that is our music. We'll have to let you go and move on to our next caller when we come back. Thanks a lot for thank calling. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank Hold you. on, everyone. Take Hold care. on, everyone. We'll be back right after the music. And welcome back, everyone. So we are going to move on to our next caller. Peter, are you there? Hello, Andrew. Hey, how you doing today? Not too bad. You well? You got uh, very good. Your your voice is very, very, very loud. You're blowing out the speakers here. All right. Sorry. Okay. okay. Where where are you um, calling I, from today? I'm calling from Ireland. Welcome to the show. What kind of questions do you want to ask? Yeah, Andrew, I'd like to know my history, please. And I have some um, physical ailments as well. Maybe you could give me a hand with. Let's start with the physical ailments first. So what's going on with the body? Yeah, it's in my stomach, really. Um, I'm having trouble. Um, anything I eat seems to give me um, gas and um, a lot of gargling going on there. And I've tried a lot of things. I've tried um, uh, just doing um, uh, smoothies and, and juicing. I've done um, homeopathy and those kind of things. When you're doing your smoothies and juices, juices, are you doing it for more than 10 days in a row? Um, yes, I've tried it for... Well, it's been a while back now, so... I right, think. So um, what were you putting in your smoothies and your juice? And was that all you were eating during the day? Um, no, I know. I, I think I mixed up a little bit. No, it's been so long now. I can't remember. But I've done a lot of vegetables and fruit and stuff. So. Alright. So when you get gas, it's an upper gas, and then it causes you to burp. And no, it's lower. Have gas, gas. No, it's lower down. You know, it's kind of like right, it starts. So that that is one hundred percent a big candida process going on there. Is it? Yeah. So anything that is sugar-producing, gluten-producing is going to make the candida go out through the roof. Now, there is a, a product out there called Colorex, K-O-L-O-R-E-X, and it is a candida yeast control system. So you're essentially going to be finding yourself pooping a whole bunch. And because your candida is at the level where it's creating that volume of gas, you are going to need to rapidly evacuate your intestinal tract and restart your, your flora and your, your microorganisms that you're in, in your intestinal tract. So if that goes involved doing colonics or you just finding a one-week you know, colon flush kit you know, that blows everything out and you starting over, that will take care of some of the gas. The next level of gas is going on with your gallbladder and your liver are highly, highly, highly acidic. Did you have a scenario where you might have had pneumonia or something three or four years ago? Uh, no, I don't think so, Andrew. No, um, I actually did get. I did send away for the uh, Colorex. Um, I got it from England, so okay. it wasn't actually classed as Colorex. I had the, it had the, the herb and it had aniseed in it, and I've I've taken it twice, but I didn't really finish it off because I felt it didn't wasn't doing anything for me. So. Oh, it does. It takes time to build up the, the, oh, the, yes. yeast, the yeast control, and then you'll have a big yeast die-off. And oh, you'll right. know right away your, your stool will look like it's dead, quite literally. Right. Okay. So right. another way for you to test for your yeast control is as soon as you wake up in the morning and you spit into a little cup of water that you have waiting there, if there's long white tendrils reaching down into the water, that means you have heavy layers of yeast coming up your throat. That happens when we sleep. 
That is the, the one of the big, huge revealings of, of yeast. Now, what's going on with your liver? I think you actually got sick um, four, maybe five years ago, and um, it might have just been a common antibiotic. You went in for a cold, and that ultimately has created what situation you're in right now because the antibiotic killed off all of the good um, microorganisms in your intestinal tract, and you weren't able to regrow them, and your liver had to, and your gallbladder had to compensate for that. And thus, why you are in a highly acidic state. Okay, okay, I'll try that. I have I have the herbs, so I'm gonna try. Do you do you do alkaline capsules, so. yeah, alkaline water? Um, I have um the water we have here is limestone. There's limestone in the water. I have my okay. own well, you know. It, you need to test your water for its pH levels, and you right. want to make sure your water is alkaline water. So it may be you need to go and purchase a machine that alkalizes your water. Okay. Um, very important. Very, very important for you. You may even consider distilled water for a few weeks. Okay. I'll yeah. try that. So yeah. what else is going on with, with the, med the, the, the your medical? Because I, I see some other it, it, things here that are pretty, you know, questionable. <laughs> yeah, I've got, um, I've got psoriasis as well. So, um, it's only psoriasis area, is, directly, is directly related to the yeast. Okay. Your immune system, 80% of your immune system is in your intestinal tract. And one part of your intestinal tract is so highly acidic that no microorganisms are growing in there. So it's like the like you have a, 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 small, a, a small, small system in the upper intestinal, intestinal tract that ultimately is doing the most antibiotic feeding of the body, and the lower intestine just can't do it because it's too acidic. Okay. So wh where on your body is the, is the psoriasis? It's just on, on, on my penis, actually, just, just there. That's the only place I that's, have it. That's, again, 100% yeast. Okay. So you, you, you need to seriously consider the yeast control. Really take it and understand that you're gonna, you might even end up losing like 30 pounds when you're all said and done with it. All right, okay. okay. Right. What's the next question? Um, yeah, I, don't, I, I think that's the, only, that's the only medical things I can think of anyway that I, can, that I have. And, what do you um, do for a job? I'm a gardener. Gardener. How long have you been doing that for? Twenty years. Twenty years. Yeah. Why? Why gardening? Um, I didn't really. I, I had been working with uh, in in this other place, and it was um, it's just because of that I got this job um, as a gardener. I didn't really train as a gardener or anything like that. So you just got the job, and twenty years later, you're still doing it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you want to know about your history and all that other stuff, huh? Yes, please. Well, it has to do with gardening. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna hop back. Let's see, ninety, one hundred and twenty, one hundred and twenty years ago. So we're looking at eighteen eighties, eighteen nineties. You were living in Zambia at that time, and you have this plantation that is growing. some kind of rice crop and it appears you have like a like a ruby mine or something like there's this open pit mine where people are digging and all the food supports the mine um, 
and you get to a, a lower a lower level, I mean, these mines are, are really weird. I mean, you dig by hand down 70, 80 feet, and then you'll tunnel to the left or the right another 70, 80 feet, and then you'll make another another hole going down a little bit further away, and you'll start to connect all these tunnels. And, and you were the owner of this plantation, and then you discovered that there were other tunnels that were underground that your workers discovered. Um, and in some of these underground tunnels, you found giant corpses, like the the giant people that are, are talked about. Um, and a European commission of people came to look at the archaeological find that you had, and they essentially burned your plantation down and stole all the evidence, and then you know killed everyone that had seen any of any of the giant skeletons. And when you died, you 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 just didn't understand. This was the greatest thing, and you, you began to have a deeper understanding that the world is much different than what your soul had been expecting. When you journeyed to this place, you journeyed to be a a farmer of the spirit. You you came to Earth with one of the great dreams, which was to get your infinite bubble of space here on Earth to create trees, to create um, life to create forests that ultimately were going to become part of another world. And you began to create your spiritual individual bubble of reality in about 31 million years ago. You came from a homeworld called Yiknotor. Um, the Yiknotorans were celestial engineers. They could build and grow planets. They could graft stuff upon them. Um, when you left that world and came here, it was so that you could learn the DNA side and the spiritual side of incarnating and then populating a world. When you got here, you got and traveled in the timeline wars, and ultimately you began to travel through time to points in time where other beings weren't screwing around with the timeline, and you'd put down a farm that could have, you know, 5,000 acres of fruit or vegetables on it, and then as soon as that the farm was finished, all of the crop that was, was reaped and sowed would be teleported back to an emergency time where people were starving. And you have been doing this for tens of thousands of years, going to a place where there's nobody at, growing food, and then literally that food being time-traveled forwards or backwards to a place that the food was actually needed. Okay. Okay? Nice. That's what you've been doing. Now, you have dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of lifetimes in and around the African Tanzia Mozambique area many, many tribal relations where both good and bad happened there because there was so much technology left over on the lands from the ancient ancestors who were ultimately otherworldly beings. So your whole, your soul, your spirits, your whole process here on Earth for the last 31 million years that you've been here has been a process of interference. And for someone that knows in gardening, what happens when you have, you know, rapid weather change? How does the garden react to it? Yeah. Okay? That's what's happened to your soul. Essentially, this lifetime is about you growing on your perfect piece of property all of the energies that you need, just like for the perfect flower to have its perfect moment of awakening. And your environment will ultimately depict how you awaken, how your flower petals open up, and how you give up to the rest of the world your authentic personality of creation. Right. Yeah, I, I feel like that. Um, that I'm not really. I don't really know who I am. You know, it's like 
um, well, other you people. Do have know, to... You do know yeah. who you are. You're just not ready to admit it to the rest of the world and have a business card that says spiritual farmer. Okay. And you're just not at that point. Right. Why? Not sure. Yeah, it's a harsh, harsh truth. Fear yeah. is why. Fear yeah. that you will be condemned as a heretic or, or any of those other labeling expressions that limit ultimately what you are. A person that if they chose to take something from seed and make it a part of your dream world and put it into the ground and prayed over it over its time of growth and then whatever fruit or flower it gave, you use that in the next bubble of reality so it's shared with your dream world, you will change your whole local environment by doing that. Right. And, you know, when I'm dreaming, you know, my dreams are... I don't lucid dream, but... um. My dreams are pretty ordinary dreams. Is that? That's only because you've, you've been disconnected from the natural dreaming system. This is where you have to take the time to create your otherworldly words so the otherworldly dreaming beings understand that it's your time and that during your time you want full understandings and synopsis of what's going on. So you have to take the time during your day to tell your dreaming body that it must give you part of the experience. It must make you a part of the experience. You must also tell your intestinal tract to return to natural function because having the split intestinal tract with the high acidity level is ultimately what's disconnected you from your authentic dream world. Candida itself is by design, the candida infection itself is by design meant to limit people from connecting to their dream world. All right, okay. So that the, the alchemy side is taking care of the candida. The spiritual alchemy side is recovering the energy that has been lost and not having, not having the right dreams and redirecting that energy into the next dreaming day and the next dreaming day, the next dreaming night and the next dreaming night. So it's not used up during the day on nothing energy like work energy. Your dream energy is supposed to be creation, inspiration, and dreams. Okay. Um, even though, even though during the day, you know, I've been working on my spirituality fairly well. You know, I've been doing a lot of um, meditation, and you reckon that it's because my intestinal tract isn't working well. All these are kind of um, not hitting the spot or not getting through. Is it or? No, they're getting through, and it's it's what's giving you more and more energy each day to get to a choice point and say, of what form of life do I want to live? What quality of life do I want? What quality of spiritual experiences did I want? You know, you may hear some of the other people that call and have, you know, these amazing, you know, experiences. You're destined to have those experiences too. You just have to put yourself on that road. Okay. You're the only one that can be disciplined on that road. You're the only one who can intuit on the road what is right for you in the moment that you're dealing with it. So you don't have shame, blame, or guilt about your own decisions, past, present, or future. Okay. And what about my, you know, um, when the event happens and all that happens? Is the my events, home, is, it, no, is this my home Nothing's, nothing's going to happen. Right. No event, none of that is going to happen until you see people in the same scale and size of the 1960s and 70s. There is no UFO fleet that's going to save you. There are no, no, you're non, there are nothing, nothing is going to happen 
and I will reiterate, nothing will happen until you see the people out marching in the streets in the same scale and size of the 1960s and 70s. Until that time, it is your own spiritual discipline, your own spiritual healing, your own ability to let yourself let down and open up to the bigger frequencies. That is the only way to change. And then when there are enough people and there is a potential for an event, it will have to do with your ancestral energies. You will be connected to the trees and the plants who will begin to luminesce and glow and speak to you because they too are sentient beings. It isn't about what's above us. It's what's around us because what's above us wants to be in with us to share what's around us. Brother, I must move on to the next caller, but you've been really special. I cannot tell you how many other people you are really helping in this show right now by asking your questions and showing what's gone on in your life. Okay, Andrew. Thank you very right, much. You take it easy and have a good day. Okay. You too. Bye. Okay. I'm going to move on to the next caller. Wally, are you there? Andrew, what are you doing? Fantastic. Um, wonderful listening to the, the previous callers. I got some information out of that. I, I have a lower stomach problem on my left side. Um, I do believe it's intestinal, and I've been using uh, apples, organic apple cider vinegar with the mother, honey, uh, natural honey, I get it locally here, and cayenne powder all mixed together as a drink and a little bit of water. Mm -hmm. Very, very good. Um, it's just, uh, it's, it's such challenging times right now, and, and Noreen and I are very good friends, and she's so excited that I, I got in, <laughs> and she's listening, but yeah, I was just, some, you know, reading of finances, you know, and listening to, I'm definitely going to take a bill and put it my prosperity bill, um, you know, it's just, it, it's so wonderful. And yes, you were exactly right what you just spoke on. The calls are helping other people on the calls. Yes, they are. Thank you so much. And that's, that's why I chose this format, to be able to just put out the, the information like a big toolbox. If you, this works for you, use it. I'd rather people have an infinite amount of tools than just a one tool to get through the same problem. Exactly. But I, th I thought I'd call in to get a reading to see, sure. you know, because um, well, they are challenging times, and I am, I stay positive. Even though there are negative things around me, I kind of lie or just keep staying it. positive. Okay. All right. So what year were you born? Uh, 1957. All right. So let me tune in to you. Um, so you're from? Michigan. No, no, no. I'm, I'm uh, separating your Akashic records here to find out what applies to the individual present being here. So you have two major lifetimes that are um, very influential this lifetime. So in 1706, you were living in um, the Kilimanjaro region. And there was an earthquake. And after this earthquake, there was this gigantic flood of UFOs that came in and started pulling material out of the ground. And during this big disaster, this is where you lost faith in the gods. And where you realized that they weren't gods, that they were just beings of greed. 
this next life, so this is about, you. this is very big in your lifetime. Higher energy beings with greed, you have a great disdain and distaste for them. And what's driven you to bring common sense, intelligence, that these are physical living beings, not gods, and all of the teaching and philosophy that comes out of that. So it's the base. And then the next lifetime is from 17, 16, 15, 14, 14,200 years ago, where you are part of an expedition of Atlanteans who were going to the Argentina area. And you landed, you, you went by a, a, an air vessel, and you landed in this, this Argentine peninsula area and began to take a land-based vehicle through tunnels that went through mountains um, that brought you into like a super, super special area. And in that super special area was essentially the vault of Earth. This is where the energy, the money, the diamonds were stored. Okay? And your particular mission was to make sure that the wealth of Earth is not robbed by off-world beings. Um, you discovered that the wealth was being robbed by its own beings, its own Atlanteans. And this disgusted you at the highest layer until you and a number of other people that will simply recall resistance for your earth robbed that bank and gave all the money to the dying and poor that were totally abandoned by the technology of Atlantis and had to return to the caveman waves. And you just spread this wealth throughout the world. All it would take was somebody walking through the woods and looking into a cave to discover where the wealth was distributed all over the world. And this is what influences the you of today. This being now. <laughs> I feel it. I resonate with it. Because I'm I'm out helping people and yeah. you know, I was wondering how to to help myself. My finances aren't that good. I mean I'm I'm okay. I'll be, I'll, just, be, I'll be blatantly honest with you. You have got to start taking of care of your body. Your tailbone is two inches to the left, really bad. The sacronella to the left and right of your sacrum are barely pumping cranial fluid. I'm telling you, your, your, your own IQ will raise 30 points just by getting uh, more cranial fluid moving. You think you're in a haze and a fog? You'll yes. come out of that haze and the fog once you start getting cranial fluid pumping through your spinal column. Do you have a back injury that you just aren't admitting? Um, occasionally, I my back. I mean, I gotta keep myself straight. You know, to sit up straight and walk straight. So you've straight. reached you've reached the point where you you know you must modify your body mechanics. Otherwise, you'll begin to have some form of pain slightly down the road. Yes. Well, you I need have... to take care of that. You need to understand that that is many years of life telling you you need self-healing and self-nurturing in that area. And how do I go about doing that? I My first thing for you was to have somebody that can probably do lymphatic drain. Lymphatic drain? Yeah. Do you Are you walking or exercising? I, I walk, I stay busy, I'm in the woods, I cut wood for heat. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I see that, but this is, this is different, like, like yoga or anything like that, um, or no. tai chi. You're going to have to pick one of those and stick with it, because your body is reaching the age where 
some of the things you did in your 20s and 30s are now creating issues in your current age. Okay? You okay. have to take care of them because it will open up more energy for you. So okay. uh, lymphatic drain, you can have somebody that can do deep tissue massage in your sacrum, in your lower back, especially your left buttocks. It, it, there's an energy knot in there that is so big and nasty that when it comes out, it's going to be popping a psychic pimple. Okay? And once that's out, you're going to start moving fluid between your root chakra, your sacrum, and your solar plexus. This is where your dream world is all locked up. This is where you're not having some of those really advanced dreams like you used to have. You yep. still have dreams, but you're not having the ones that are wowing the crap out of you. Yep. And you are you are supposed to be having those dreams though that are wowing the crap out of you. Yeah. So your third option is to go and see a cranial sacral therapist, something I speak a lot on this show about. Um, when you have any form of injury to the head, you immediately have an injury to the tailbone. Anytime you have an injury to the tailbone, you immediately have an injury to the head, too. Um, it's interesting you mentioned that. A couple of years ago, a friend of mine were on a dune buggy, and we started hitting these bumps. And every time we hit a bump, his, his foot hit the gas pedal, and I'm bouncing. I'm strapped in, but I see white. I mean, I'm scared to get in that dune buggy again yeah. because of the white I see. Not white flashes, white. Right. The white that you saw was your synaptic overload pounding on your tailbone, <laughs> forcing uh, cranial fluid back up your spinal column, turning off some of your knowledge. Okay. Mm -hmm. He's rebuilding the motor, and he says, oh, we're going to have fun this year. I says, dude, I'll yeah. call you up there, but I, I, I'm shy of getting into it. Yeah. Because that scared me. I mean, is so, it... So cranial sacral therapy, you're probably looking at at least three one-hour sessions just to deal with the majority of what's in your tailbone. Once that is complete, you are going to probably gain three-quarters of an inch of your height back, and you're going to have to teach yourself how to walk differently again. Now, your, how whole do I... strides, your whole stride is going to change. Okay. How do I find someone that does that? Um, you can I... go to the website upledger.com, U-P-L-E-D-G-E-R, and they have a find. They have a find a practitioner. They have find courses. All that's done through there. Upledger is the institute that teaches cranial sacral. Okay. And you're going to want somebody that's at the cranial sacral advanced, not at the first two levels, the highest level of advanced. And they're everywhere, all over the country. There's thousands and thousands of them. Okay. All right, hold on there, Wally. We'll kind of come back to you right after the music. Thank you. And welcome back, everyone. We're going to continue with Wally. Wally, are you there? I'm here. I wouldn't so I, leave for the world. <laughs> I, I, I got a question for you. What What did you do as a job when you were you know, when you were young into growing up? What was your profession? Well, I worked for my father, who was a drug dealer, pharmacist. Mm -hmm. And knowing what the pharmaceuticals are, I I, I despise them. I'll do everything natural. Uh, other than aspirin, but uh, and now I'm a graphic artist. I had cataracts, so I, I was blind for about two years, and I've been seeing now for about a year and trying to get my graphics back up and running. Have you been using cannabis? Um, yes, 
um, basically in smoking and in oil. But because of everything going on in the, the knowledge I'm seeking, I've really backed away from any smoking of it because I want to have a clear mind because right. this is a right. very challenging it's, it's time. Challenging time. Th this yes. is why I asked this question. So there is some part of you that's in the denial of the pharmacopoeia concept that's denying you something that can really be beneficial to you. Um, so what I'm going to suggest is you look into juicing the cannabis plant. So this is when you juice cannabis, it's THCA. It's not it's it's not the THC that's been activated by heat that has the psychoactive effect. So you're going to need a cannabis plant that's freshly cut within a few hours, cut, and then you stick it right into your juicer, a whole big wet bud, and you need to do this for probably two to three weeks. It is going to heavily, 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 heavily change the whole being that you are. Something that THC does, it allows us to complete energy projects in our body, especially the removal of energy cysts that are projected at you over many years of living a life. Cataracts and glaucoma and stuff like that is a reflection of how much energy was coming at you that was blinding you from the truth. Yes, yes. Um, it has to be fresh cannabis? Yes, it cannot be picked and dried. It has to be fresh. Okay. So that I... would mean you'd have to more than likely grow your own because it's generally a little expensive to do it that way because nobody want, everybody wants to smoke it or, or right. create it into butter or whatever. Right. Your whole point is because as it's taken as juice, your body will absorb more THC than you could ever have ingested or smoked. Okay. Um, yeah, that, so it's going to be a little bit, a little while before I'll be able to do it. Um, I do have someone I think can grow it for me. She is a, here in Michigan, you got to have a medical card, and I don't, but she does. So but you, in Michigan, you can grow six of your own plants legally. Um, without a medical card? I, that's, without a card, yeah. There's, it's oh. part of the grower side, yeah. Oh, oh, nice, nice. Yes, I you definitely need, am going to start that. You really only need one plant because... You're cutting off the big fronds, and then when it actually starts to make buds, it has much more THCA in it. Simple as that. Thank you. Thank you. So one more thing I want to I wanna assist you with is when your sight started coming back, how did your dreams change? Um, really didn't change. In fact, one thing, because they were silicone or plastic lenses, I'm feeling the foreign objects in my body. I mean, I'm seeing all right. But it's just knowing I have foreign objects in there okay. is kind of bothering me. Is that what's preventing you from seeing in your dreams now? Um, I, I, I don't know. I think so. Okay. I want you to, to seriously consider a new form of eye therapy. What I'd like for you to do is go out and purchase a one-ounce silver coin and a one-ounce copper coin. And I want you to get some kind of eye mask that has a little pouch on the inside where you can put the silver coins on the inside. And I want you to start taking afternoon naps with that. Doesn't matter what side, what coin is on, you need to have a whole new layer of boundary energy that's going to be using the, the minerals copper and silver to change the very nature of the bioelectric frequency that your eyes create in a uniformed pattern when they're seeing the lights going different patterns at it. I, I do have the one ounce uh, silver because I've 
I've donated to Revolution Radio, and I when they silver coins I'm, or the silver eagles, I'm always getting them. I'll have to search for a copper. I do carry in my pocket a piece of copper. I have raw copper my mother picked up for me because I'm a rockhead, and I love rocks. Even and, better. You can do that, too. It's all about how comfortable it fits over the eyes. Oh, all right. All well, about, that's, that's why I said a one-ounce copper coin because it's flat. It easily fits over your eyes, so you can put an eye mask on. And actually try to take an afternoon nap or an afternoon deep meditation with those on your eyes. You yes. are going to notice monumental changes in eye strain. You won't be experiencing the eye strain. I, I, do, feel, I do feel eye strain. I do yeah. feel that. Okay. And this goes for anyone else that's out there. A simple copper and silver coin that's one ounce. It's kind of wide. It's the size of a big half dollar. You're going to put that on your eyes and try to do active meditations. It does not matter what the imprinting on is there. It's only about the raw metallic concepts. You know, what does copper and silver do when it's together as a circuit? Same concept. So, Wally, have you had any, any, any other, you know, mystical experiences that you'd like to share with us? Um, yes. It's funny you ask that. Um, a gentleman I've been helping out get his C-store running, which he's kind of being a little not honest with me right now, but time will work this all out. But I would be working in the gardens last year, getting the gardens up and running, the flower gardens at this convenience store. And there was an instant where there was, there's been a couple instances, but one in particular, a lady was pumping gas and she was using her cell phone. I made the swash across my neck, pointed my ear, you know, telling her to turn it off and... All of a sudden, she started crying. So I got up from where I was walking, an older lady, and I, all I did is I put my hand, she turned and looked at me, and that's when I know she was crying. I put my hand on her shoulder, and she turns to me and says, yeah, I think my problems are bad, but others have it much worse. And I said, ma'am, you're exactly correct. I took the gas nozzle, put it into the, her tank, or her credit card, then the gas nozzle, and she put her hand over mine, took over the nozzle, and I walked away. I find that happens so many times, and sometimes it's just a look at somebody. I notice there's something traveling through me to them, channeling to them. And I've asked a lot of questions. There's a couple other ladies on the station that I stay quite close with. Um, TJ, uh, one day I was at, down in the river. I have the river in front of my house. And I was asking the ether, my God, um, my angels, I need help. I need some understanding. I need some companionship. I walk up to the, the house. I get in front of the computer, and all of a sudden I click on a ads to get on the program, and there's silence. And TJ says, Wally, this is, this is the cosmic connection. Both Painter and I said, we got to have Wally on the program today. <laughs> and you there know, you so so many yes, so many things happen like that, Andrew. And I'm still learning. When I would go to Indian reservations, I would be greeted as a medicine man. The people I was with would pull me away. They didn't want me to hear these things. I think it was an ego problem with them. Um, and yeah, a lot of unexplained things happened to me. Okay. Let let me help you with that. When I was talking about the Atlantean time where you gave away all of the riches and gold to the rest of the world so that it wouldn't be um, given away to the corruption and the self-corruption, th th that's what they're recognizing. 
Okay. A yeah, truly I, altruistic being. Yeah, I do feel like Robin Hood. <laughs> yes. And there, 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 there are only a handful of people that were a part of that multidimensional plan to rob the Atlanteans of all of their wealth so that they would, that wealth wouldn't have been given away in corruption. And all I that can't. wealth is spread all over this world just waiting to be found. You know, you know, it's interesting you say that because also, in fact, it was last night I was on a, with a couple of the hosts uh, from Rev Radio. We were on a call after the one that was his program, and I was talking about the, the gold, the silver, the oil in the earth, the gold and silver being the, the wires, the connectors, the oil being the blood of the earth, and we're robbing those things, and, and it's throwing the earth off by us taking those out from where they should be. Instead of calling oil the blood of the earth, you should call it the cranial fluid of the earth. Cranial fluid, okay. It's what it is. It's what allows the thought processes of this planet to be echoed through many dimensions of stone and rock because they have their own layer of sentient living. Yeah, there, there's a lot of messages that come through that I don't understand, but over a period of time I start to understand them. Mm -hmm. uh, there were some people I was with uh, 15, 20 years ago and talking about the silver bowls and the silver spear, or the, excuse me, the crystal bowls and the crystal spheres that need to be placed back. And yep. as, as far as I know, I'm still in the process of working with these people. It's been a while, and like I said, you know, time is of our mind. Um, so, in fact, I can no longer wear a watch. Uh, any watch I put onto my wrist, it stops working. Same with me. <laughs> but I and I have a ring, a generational ring, and I'm I think I'm the sixth or seventh generation to to wear this uh, ruby, a Burmese ruby set in white gold. Um, I really can't live without it. I probably can, but I I feel I can't. So here's something. It is now spring, and people are doing their spring plants and starts and stuff like that. Well, here's a suggestion for you that you go out and get a, a big handful of seeds and you put them in a pouch around your neck and you sleep and dream with them the next couple of weeks until you're ready to go and plant these seeds. And every time you put a, a, a seed in the ground, know that it had shared your dream space with you. And every time the one of those seeds pops up and grows into whatever it is, it is the future dream world giving you abundance in the now. Mm. It, it's going to help you multidimensionally grow many, many fold. Yes, I, I did order a seed pack. I donated, and I donated for a seed pack too. So there you go. Oh, you're, you're so on. You're so on spot, Andrew. Wonderful talking with you, and and all my blessings go out to you because you've answered a lot of questions I've been asking, and uh, it's really coming forth. And I'm understanding. Uh, in fact, my birthday was the eighth of March, which was a. I had a wonderful birthday present. The new moon, the 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 eclipse, um, an asteroid passing by. I felt it, the wave up to it. I felt the wave down. I felt the wave up to this last one we just had, and now we're on the downstroke of that. And and I'm just I'm feeling good. Very good. Well, I got to move on to the next caller, but it's been a pleasure talking to you. A pleasure, Andrew, and my blessings go to you. Thank you so very much. Thank you so much too. Alrighty, wonderful, wonderful opportunity. So we're going to move on to the next caller. Andre, are you there? I am, mate. Can you hear me? I can hear you. How are you doing today? Yeah, yeah. I, um, 
I wanted to call in and wish you a happy birthday for last week. I hope you got some time out for yourself. I know you've been really busy, so um. Um, I got I got two days off. <laughs> Excellent. Very good. Because last year I remember you saying you went you went away and you had this amazing experience with um the fish in the water. The whales, yeah. I went to uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Orcas Island, yeah. Yeah, yeah. How did the um source? Uh, the Equinox stuff go over the weekend as well. Oh, it was a challenge. This was one of the most toughest Equinoxes out there. Um, so many beings weren't able to recover from their winter depression, and their winter depression created, you know, their dark nights of the soul. And yeah. um, from an animal perspective, you know, some of the horses that, you know, we work on in the particular neighborhood around here, there were huge, huge volumes of, of passing of animals, especially pets, mm -hmm. which greatly disturbed the local grid here that that ultimately created a deeper layer of depression, and it even showed in the trees that were trying to have a spring growth. Has it been really cold, your area of the world? No, rainy, 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 rainy. I'm on the foothills of Mount Rainier, so the mountain acts like a massive weather resonator and they'll, they'll chemtrail all the time over here but it still doesn't matter yeah. so we'll, we'll yeah. have you know our winter here was 90 days of rain and fog quite literally and we maybe wow. had 10 days of sun in those 90 days the rest was fog and rain you know like i live in adelaide australia you know that but oh yeah the audience doesn't know but um it was very interesting because I heard that recording that you did on the 18th of February that was with JP and um, Jessica mm -hmm. and um, 14th, 15th of March I felt a really big shift and um, it felt like there was a new energy from the sun. Oh, there and, was. Um, there was. Yeah, yeah. Have you explained that on your show? Or um, I, I had a caller last week who looked at the sun and I and I explained yeah, yeah. to him that he changed. Um, that is something that I'm going to attempt to introduce of what change is, seeing different dimensions. Everyone has their own individual perspective of how to functionally see multidimensionally. And I'm trying to explain my individual perspective that's functionally seeing the Akashic Record. So yeah. it's getting down to the fundamentals of context, to the brass tacks of do you understand the linguistics? And if you do, it's an easy understanding. If you're missing the context of the linguistics, it will be tough for you because it is multidimensionally thinking, not linear thinking. So what's available to us? A ninth dimension. But everything in between our third dimension and the ninth dimension is not available to us. So if you're already not a pre-existing ninth dimensional frequency soul stream, you have no access to the ninth dimension, unless that's your direct intention from jumping from third to ninth dimension. That is one of the fundamental laws that has changed. Uh, there is a being here who no longer wants to be here and can prove it's a ninth dimensional dis unentangled observer that got caught here in the time wars. It can be immediately removed and not alter the time stream here. So, what does that offer yeah. to the ancient controller beings? A golden parachute. That's their retirement parachute. Mm. So, yeah, they, we're at the time where the CEOs of many businesses are going to pull their spiritual golden parachute ripcord. Yeah, the context, that's, that's a big one. Because I remember you saying that, and I was really feeling that out. And um, it's like, 
the what I felt with that is what the baggage of people bringing in, like their beliefs and stuff like that. Um, the placebo the, effect is running our whole system right now. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. In 2014, it was done. The galactic ascension machine turned off. It's like that car you take the key out of and the engine's still running. Mm. Yeah. Because we don't want it to stop yet. I'll, I'll say this with the previous caller as well. I mean, like, I was feeling out what questions to ask you for a while and stuff, and I was actually going to ask you what oil was in a planet. <laughs> so you actually cover that in the last one. It, it's the but, cranial fluid, as well as what allows biological planetary neurosynapses to be stored and then radiated into stone, and the stone converts that vibration to a surface expression of connection to the Earth. So it's a way to transfer Earth's cranial fluid into energy so that we at the surface feel the love of Earth. Yeah, because I remember um, there was a guy called Fletcher Prouty that talked about how in the 1890s there was like this conference and the Rockefellers sent some agents over to get oil convinced the world that it was a... Um, a fossil fuel? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Fletcher Prouty was the guy that was Colonel X in Oliver Stone's JFK movie. And, um, yeah, that was quite fascinating to me. So, that, so I mean, that, that, that was why I was going to ask you what oil was and how it got convinced to that. So. One of the truths that's going to come out is stuff like Lawrence of Arabia. When they were searching for the oil areas, they were actually searching for technology that mm. brought the cranial fluid or oil of earth into big cauldrons and this cauldron would feed a womb chakra mm. so lawrence of arabia was about discovering the technology to lure oil to the surface so that you get access to the cranial fluid which then would have been shipped into containers to be burnt in a car wow instead of naturally for the growth of new living sentient organisms to feel the connection and love to earth which then was converted into a pollution mm. so the big oil booms they knew that these big volumes of oil were actually sentient they could actually send um, sensors down there and actually get some form of alpha wave sentience resonating through the oil and they would oftentimes have to kill this before they could pump the oil out more layers, man. I'm just like trying not to wow. <laughs> um, yeah, can I tie something up with that last color as well? Like sure. you, met, you mentioned with the vaults of wealth and stuff with um, the the resources from Atlantis. What stage in Atlantis was it like? Atlantis one, two, three. Atlantis three at fourteen thousand years. So at nine thousand years would have been the the rough the end of the end of Atlantis technology, all technology would have failed at that point. Okay. But from 26,000 years till, till right around the 9,000 years, there was still technology on the planet. They still built spaceships, but at a much, much smaller level. The surface mm. had been so, so destroyed through reality-altering weapons that literally prevented the surface reality from reforming into the surface. It was just a swirl of a mush of energy that, that had no form. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right at the end of that sort of whole That's period, the rift wars, when, when, when Earth itself had opened dimensional rifts all over it, like big gigantic wounds. 
and stuff would bleed over from one reality to another to another until finally that part of the hairball ended of time travel wars. Interesting. So all that remaining wealth, which was knowledge, wisdom, physical wealth, resource wealth, etc., etc., was was spread all over the world because beings in the final destruction of Atlantis ultimately knew that the corruption had reached such high layers that if there were not truly altruistic beings thinking of the ancient future, there would be no ancient future. So it's a bit like you talk about how sort of the aspect that's in control is very service to self-orientated. So it's like a parallel to that to then... Now because well. of the rift wars that had gone on, Atlantis versus yeah. Lemuria, Atlantis versus the Roman Empire, it's just something else that we'll begin to learn, that when Caesar crossed the Rubicon and said Alia Yakta Est, it wasn't just for taking control. Alright, that is our music. Everyone hold on, we'll come back and I'll finish those thoughts about uh, the Rubicon. And welcome back, everyone. Andre, are you there? Yeah, yeah, man. So I was talking about... Uh, brain fart here a second. Yeah, uh, don't worry. I've forgotten as well. Hey. <laughs> it was important. <laughs> uh, it will come back. The cranial but, fluid of the earth. Ah, uh, the cranial fluid of the earth. There we go. So the cranial fluid of the earth, um, it's created... How do I put this? Us burning the cranial fluid of Earth has disconnected us from our, our natural fluidic pulse that connects us to the Earth. The passing of the seasons, the moving of the stars, creates a longer-term cranial pulse. When Atlantis ended, it represented a death of another cranial pulse. But Earth doesn't have one single cranial pulse. It has tens of thousands because it's a multidimensional, multifunctional being. It ended its old experience of having the allowance of the rift wars to be existing on its surface so all external source-based beings that were trying to resolve karma could send everything into the rifts and the rifts would ultimately poop out on the other side something else that is us, that is the final expression of the resolution of all karma. And this new pulse that's taking effect is literally a recreation of the oil the recreation of the silver, of the copper, of the gold that has been taken out of this earth by other off-world beings. And then in that void space of non-creation and new creation, we are going to be generating whole new forms of spiritual connections to this planet through our DNA. That is the whole purpose of the DNA, to be the sovereign interacting process of communication of the cranial pulse of this world or the thousands of cranial pulses of this world, or the cranial pulse of another world. Very interesting. I mean, when you mentioned about the womb chakra, that was like, of course, it's got to be something to do with that as well. Well, um, in that womb chakra is where every individual being has access to infinite space, their own bubble of infinite space on Earth. Mm. And with that direct cranial pulse connection means you, in your infinite space, you can create a billion trees and nurture them for a trillion years and then ask those trees who wants to go to the surface of another world through the process of transmuting the energy here in my infinite space to grafting it on the surface of another world of a finite space 
so it can begin to have its infinite space. How about between the, the male and the female expression, with the connection to that then as well? Well, the cranial pulse is what triggers the birth and death process. It, it is in the cranial pulse that the synaptic energy transference from this world that says that there's a life and death process here. And that, that life and death process is not related to any frequency of labeled time. In between one generation of one cranial pulse into the next generation, or if the being can simultaneously experience more planet, planetary cranial pulses, so that it's a part of the bigger picture of what this world is trying to do, constantly birth people into the new higher frequency of light and energy. Mm, okay, well then, can I tie this into what's going on in Syria and the Arab region sure. with the wars? Is mm -hmm. that the, the significance of that connection with those womb chakras over there with the oil as well? Correct, because that would wow. be the connection to the cranial pulse that is passing. That is the cranial wow. pulse when the Anunnaki invaded, and they invaded at a time where the rifts were not seen on the surface of the world. Um, they were hidden by technology, and when the Anunnaki got here, they got entangled in the rifts unknowingly. Uh, now I remember what I was going to say is uh, 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 Alia Yakta asked when Caesar passed the Rubicon. That is yeah. where Caesar was given, let's just say, the ability to move his troops from the river, the 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 from the river crossing of the river of the Rubicon, and he could be at the river and anywhere else in the world with an entire army and go and take over an area that might have been lightly defended by ancient technology, but nowhere near able to defend against 90,000. And this is where much of the Roman Empire or the Babylonian Empire began to understand that it can send its army beyond its borders, and it would be in another space and time on the surface of this world. Like shock troops sort of thing and, and yes. be able to deploy rapidly and stuff to, to mitigate sort of anything that didn't have the technology. Yeah, that I was get, I get coming that. through the rips, correct. Wow, wow, wow. And yeah. this is how all of the individual bubbles of reality were conquered one by one by one by shutting down the individual rips and the individual bubbles of infinite space that are available to everyone, but nobody was occupying those spaces. So when they occupied Syria, Jordan, etc., etc., it was to connect to the cranial pulse that was the initial concept that drew the Anunnaki here to create some form of change. At the same time, the Anunnaki, the Syrians were here, but they were just here on another timeline. So the, Anunnaki, the Syrians and the Anunnaki never truly realized they were occupying the same planet at the same time. And... Um the ultimate stirrers of this part, that the 15, that were sort of controlling all this as well? Manipulating, yes. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. So that they could come to a point where there was so much crossover of mythology from worlds that off-world sources couldn't predict what belief system was going to last through generational time belief. Mm. So they had to once again result to the cranial pulse, thus why oil was turned into a new system of control. Because mm. they can synthesize oil. Can they synthesize the same effect of burning cranial, the cranial fluid of Earth? That's the next mm. layer of technology of imprint in us. So they want to give us an energy source that isn't the Earth. Yeah, it's a bit like you've talked about gold a lot and the, um, you know, 
the, the specific regions of gold have a different energy that can hold the energy as well. I think there's a parallel to that, isn't there? As well as many other minerals and elements out there. Like the, 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 the mineral um, um, azurite. Um, it's a blue stone that kind of looks like popcorn, but when you look at it close, it's crystal. If that were, let's just say, figured out how to make in mass a synthetic version of it alongside the natural version of it, you could create humongous energy machines that could just give free energy to everyone on the world. And this is a way to stay connected to our world versus science like describing a Tesla system just giving you raw power and access to the atoms of the void. Mm. Everything is a spiritual medium or a capacitor to step energy from one dimension into another or from one dimension down to another. That's the form of energy technology we have interfunctioning and co-creating in our DNA skin suits. Yeah, yeah. One thing that really rings out to me is our 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 skin suit is the technology, you know. Like yep. so, like even not relying on crystals and stuff like that, because um, they have sort their, of placebos. Yeah, they have purpose, their place. But, they have their place and their purpose as sovereign beings of this reality. So when we use crystals and understand that I am a sovereign being, that crystal is a sovereign being, and we are co-creating an experience together. There are times that we will have contrast with the crystal and the mineral community. They only become a crutch when we give our power away to the crystal, or the crystal gives away our power to us because we've demanded it. Yeah, yeah I'll try and keep this a bit short because I know your show is coming to an end. I think you've got other callers, but... Um I, I spent like the last six months of last year really getting into your revocations and um, like you've, I've heard you mention how like doing it once is like a clean and jerk in a um, like in the Olympics you're probably going to pull a muscle or something like that right. and um, um, I really got into them and went to places in my city and stuff like that and what I'll offer to the audience is that by me doing that over like a six-month period, like maybe reading them out loud for half an hour, a couple of times a week at least, if not a day, it actually revealed a lot of my purpose, mate. <laughs> I'm sure it did because it sent everything to the edges of your spiritual borders and it yeah. wasn't constantly bombarding your sympathetic and parasympathetic senses. Yeah, yeah. And um, Adelaide... I'm sure not many people know about this, but Rupert Murdoch's news media was basically started here. Yep. Um, you, you, like I had a reading with you back in 2013, and you said Earth wanted me back in Adelaide. Was that part of the reason, mate? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. It, it, it has you there for a number of reasons, mainly because of the souls that are going to be awakening there they're so similar to you that yeah. being anywhere else would just be the stupid choice okay okay you've got you've got your you've got your soul family homies everywhere around you they just don't know it yet yeah yeah i've got to be patient like you i know <laughs> <laughs> hey hey i got i gotta appreciate your patience with me because um one thing like 
I had a lot of time with you back in 2013 and, and I actually never wanted to know anything about me. That might be pretty ironic with a lot of people because I had so much time with you. But um, I also realized, and this is something you can probably offer, is that I probably have a soul contract to sort of work it out for myself. And if you told me you would have probably violated my free will, would that be a correct assessment? Yes and no. Yeah. Sometimes when you ask a source a question, you're not ready for the answer. But that doesn't mean you can't hear the answer. Mm. Okay? And yeah. then there are other times where it's exactly the opposite. If you ask a question and you are not truly ready for the answer, it could drastically alter your course. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I've been struggling that line with a lot of people because I'm pretty perceptive and it was like, mm -hmm. you know, Failure is a good teacher and, and realizing the outcome because you have to feel the energy and stuff. But um, respecting the individual's journey is paramount, you know. And so so one, one other thing is you have very, very broad spiritual contracts. You, you were, let's just say, a master spiritual contract writer. It's almost like poetry. And the system is going, oh, I should have never let this in. <laughs> yeah, I, I've got a metaphor for that. I've like, um, if if spiritual contracts were a buffet, I went all you could eat. Yes, all you can you eat, know. I'd eat all you can. Yeah, <laughs> and you take it all in. <laughs> Sometimes it's a, you know, it, it's a buffet. It's a, yeah, yeah. So, well, Andre, I must move on to the next. Yeah, move power. on, mate. Cause thank you so much. much but yeah, thanks, mate. Thanks for what you do. You're Cheers. welcome. All right. Takara, are you there? Yes, I'm here. <laughs> Can you hear me? Yes, where are you calling from today? I'm actually calling from Barbados in the Caribbean. Barbados in the Caribbean. Welcome to the show. What kind of questions do you want to ask? Okay, well, quickly, I just, um, I guess I wanted to get a sense of who I am and how it relates to why I'm here right now. Okay, so how, how did you find out about me? Well, well, I actually was following you for a couple of years, maybe about from 2014. Um, mm -hmm. I first saw the, um, you did something with, oh, I can't remember the guy's name, but it was like a series of maybe like 20 videos. Yes, um, Galacticus. Yes, yes, yes. That's the first time I started, and then I've just binge watching from then. <laughs> All right, so let me tune in. What year were you born? I was born in 1983. 1983. All right, so you're part of the indigo, indigo frequency of energy that came in. Um, there was a whole lot of birth traumas when you were born. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sorry, I just got disconnected from you, so I didn't hear what you said. I'm sorry. Okay, did you have a difficult birth? Were you, were you, did your mother have a difficult birth with you? I am not sure, to be quite honest. I'm not sure. Oh. You have a tremendous amount of birth traumas um, around you right now. So okay. what means is you are in a process of trying to end your reincarnation cycle and trying to okay. be an incarnating being. And there right. are all these other beings who are unable to end their own reincarnation process around you, pulling your energy frequencies down low. Right. So okay. part, of your, part of your lineage history is giving away so much of yourself to heal others until finally you were unable to heal yourself at the end. 
And this right. is something that's repeated over and over in your life, in your in thousands of lifetimes, and reflects at a greater scale of your galactic history. Mm -hmm. um, the, the world you came from before you came to Earth was called Lovonur. Um, mm -hmm. And its particular pur purpose in the, in the world was, in, in the galaxy, is when other planets had children, which are offspring, and that planet, let's say, died or was destroyed or something happened to it, they would mm -hmm. go to Lavanur, which is essentially an orphanage. Mm -hmm. And they would connect to that planet, and there would be powerful teacher spirits on that planet. And oftentimes these other planets that were destroyed were third-density planets, and they had virtually no technology on it. But the souls would have had to wait billions of years to incarnate back on the planet when the reality would have been reformed. So the Venuarians were essentially teachers. Remember, uh, they would go around and find races that had been abandoned or lost from their, their progenitor sources and brought into a higher form of education, brought into spiritual commerce, and then brought to other worlds to have fully incarnating lives. And mm -hmm. when you found yourself at Earth, because the, the, tech and the Lovenure homeworld was in itself destroyed, and you became a refugee, and Earth took you in as one of their newer species that would become a, a child of Earth. Right. But many, many, many of those beings that were orphanaged on, on the Lavanur world went off to other worlds, and when Lavanur was destroyed, they naturally wanted to go and find those people again, and then they immigrated right. to Earth which then weighed you down with ancient, ancient spiritual contracts of taking care of beings who were part of your other spiritual orphanage. Mm. And this is over and over and over and over and lifetime after lifetime after lifetime. This is the lifetime where you've got to stand up for yourself, where your yeah. voice has got to be heard. You know, you know, sacred feminine, hear you roar, means something this lifetime. Activism yeah. means something to you this lifetime. You cannot birth children into this world and continue to have GMOs and a corrupt government. You know, you have to find somewhere to start. Yeah. Your voice has to be heard. That makes sense. <laughs> makes a lot of sense. Okay. Um, well, there's one other question that I have. Well, I, kind of, I guess it kind of stems from what you just said, but there's like... Um, there's this kind of like deep-seated anxiety and fear that I carry and um, I just don't understand where it comes from and how I can, I guess, overcome it. Um, that all comes from your birth traumas. While you mm. were being born as a spirit, there were energies that were trying to prevent you from being in that fetus and trying okay. to put something else in the fetus that was another soul family member to you. It was trying to make a twin. So, so during your birth process, there were spiritual energies that were trying to have another soul be born into a fetus in the same womb as you, so you would have been bonded to them and then brought into a higher form of control. Okay, well. <laughs> okay. And this okay. greatly uh -huh. upset you from birth. Yeah. <laughs> you were supposed to have this lifetime. You were not supposed to be a reincarnated being. You were supposed to be an incarnated being. But what was impressed on you was reincarnation energy everywhere you were. I see. Okay, so is there any way that I can, I guess, um, well, I don't want to use the word like correct things, but... I think the I most, uh, there is, the most important thing for you to do is to go and find somebody that is a very good past life regressor. Um, mm -hmm. And one of the ladies that's been on the show many times, her name is Debbie, um, mm -hmm. and you can call the office and get a hold of Tanach. Um, at Tanach at GalacticHistorian.com, but 
he will set you up with a person that can do past life regressions. You're probably going to need about three or four, and it's all yeah. going to be relating to, to giving birth to different children in the world who ultimately went on to be good or bad people and how yeah. your soul feels about progressing other people's soul processes for war or, or hatred or some other expression that was out, was out there. Mm-hmm. You've given birth to so many damn beings that, that in the last thousand lifetimes that you are one upset mother. <laughs> yeah, because I have as I the have kid in the background kids. cheers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I have three kids right now, so I know <laughs> I can relate to that. All right, so I will definitely give um, Debbie a call, and um, I have some work to do. So, so. And the, the next thing is birth traumas are always in the body. You need mm-hmm. to have someone start massaging your body twice yeah. a month or three times a month. And it can't just be your kid doing it for 10 minutes and walking away. It's got to be somebody with some hand strength that can get in there and truly break up the muscles around your tailbone, mm-hmm. pumping the lymph nodes, truly working on the quads and the calves. Okay. Okay. You're, you might okay. even find out that it's, it is very painful, but you will just have to grin and bear it because once that, that painful time of needing the muscle energy around your quads is out, you'll get fluid from your upper body and lower body start to work again and you're going to have a lot more energy yeah because i do feel sometimes like you know there's a lot of things i want to do but the energy isn't there you know right because it's blocked at your tailbone it's literally you can't go beyond your feet and do the rest of your body so it's like the land you're living on is barely giving you any life force when it should be killing you yeah that makes a lot of sense Okay. All right. Well, I believe that that's it. <laughs> I don't want to digest anymore. Go ahead. Just one, one more question for you. You know, during your awakening process, what was the hardest thing for you to go through? This might help um, any people out there. What was the hardest thing? Um, well, for me, is this like this? Is this shutting off of this voice inside that tries to say like you can't do this or? you're like gonna die or you know it's it's mm-hmm. it's that yeah because like i if, if there is like a if i have like a headache or something i'll start going through this thought process like okay this could be a brain tumor like you know <laughs> mm-hmm. i'm gonna die yeah so that's that's been the hardest thing just overcoming that voice but to be quite honest like what you're saying to me is kind of a little bit shocking because i've been um i've seen a lot of growth like within, within the last couple of years and, like, I've always had this sense of knowing, like, that I'm going to be okay. Like, you know, I, I have, um, I guess, my angels and whatever always looking out for me no matter what. But my life has just not been a storybook, like, you know, how most people's are. You're right, because you're yeah. stuck in the reincarnation contracts. Yeah. And you are an incarnating being this lifetime. It's, you got bait and switched in the beginning. And now you have to redefine the boundaries. You have to say no to the system for labeling you as a reincarnator. This is okay. where contract revocation and ceremonies make a gigantic difference into the evolving you. Yeah. I, I have been um, doing them, but I haven't been doing them regularly. I, I've done them before, pretty much all of them. But, um, just hold on a minute. So you have, I'm actually at a birthday party. Sorry for all the noise. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, yeah. For a busy so, mom to try I, for a yeah. busy mom to try to call in. I I, I applaud you. You made it through. Yes, yeah. yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <coughs> well, yeah. Is there a reason why you asked me that question? 
Um, yes, because everyone has a, a particular thing about about their awakening experience. And um, when you were saying about the voice, it, it is it is reminiscent of a time where where ghosts had a very deep influence over your local neighborhood. Mm. You and said that I had a deep influence over the neighborhood. No, ghosts, ghosts, had, oh, okay. ghosts had a very deep influence over your neighborhood. And there was something that happened in the mid 1991-1992 where somebody came through and disconnected the ghosts there and, and passed a whole bunch of them on, which greatly upset the, the, the not-too-good guys on, the, on where you live. Yeah, okay. So somebody came in and did some really, really good work and cleared out thousands of ghosts. And it took you that many years to recover from the trauma of constantly having ghosts in your frequency. Wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> That's a lot to take in. Oh, which, I'm sorry. Which is what you needed to go through your awakening. It was your own right. voice. What was yours oh. and what was the external? Exactly. That's how I feel. Like, it's not of me. It's not my voice. It's something, right. something. yeah, that I have to shed. Yes, that I have to shed, you know? Exactly. Okay. And you yes. heard your authentic voice and will never ever listen to the non-authentic voice again. Exactly. That that's that's what it is in the right, but it's just like my whole thing is how do I even get it to not to not even hear it anymore, you know? <laughs> this is where you need to do ritual and ceremony that cuts the cords to those energy tunnels. Okay, wonderful. This I, is I have one like, go ahead. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I have one last question. Um, the number 44 has been coming up in my awareness like all the time for maybe like past two years. And um, I don't know why. I'm not getting the messages as to why it's happening. Because it's trying to connect you into a whole new layer of dreaming. And mm -hmm. when you're seeing that number, it's saying that there is something in your dream world that's representative of that moment in which 44 is occurring. And yeah. because it's happening in the now, you don't know what's going on in the dream world. So you have yeah. to take active moments when you see the 44 to say, when I go to sleep tonight, I am telling my mind, my body, my spirit to discover what this 44 means through my dreams. Yes. Okay. And calling on the oracle of the self to give me knowing and this an understanding. Okay. All right, everyone. This has been a special show. Thank you so much, everyone, for calling. And we'll 